T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Friday. We have indeed made it, people. It is the 14th of January. And as far as I know, my name is still Lindsey Brown. And we have a full studio with us here to close out our week of the Playmakers. Adrian Hernandez on the other side of the glass, per usual, at least the new usual. Marcus is ominously standing in the corner, checking the levels of our next person I'm introducing because it's the first time that you are doing live radio, I think, ever. Yes, indeed. And you're not nervous at all, right? Oh, I'm actually kind of nervous You're kind of nervous? <laughs> you're, uh, okay. What's your name? Uh, my name is Dominic Lavoie. Where are you um, from? I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Really? Home, born and raised? Home, uh, hometown, born and raised. Uh, I'm a sophomore at UNLV going into my fourth semester as a sports media major. So mm. I might be doing this in the future. Who knows? Well, maybe on TV. welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank We're you. Thank you. We're very happy to have you in here, Dominic. What brings you in here technically? Like, how does one find yourself in um, the studio? Well, I met you, Lindsay. That's uh, right. At, at a at my first ever NHL game, um, covering it as media for Rebel Report at UNLV. Ever? Yeah, I didn't so know that, that was um, my first game covering media against the St. Louis Blues on October twentieth last mm-hmm. season or last year. So, uh, met you. We hit it off, striking up conversation. And now you actually can now talk we're here. hockey in the press box. And yeah, I'm impressed by that because not everybody can do that. And that's not a knock on uh, on our fellow uh, colleagues that cover the Gold Knights in different capacities, but. Uh, you don't click with everyone, and not everyone yeah. knows the difference between pucks deep and a full 60 and what a post integration is and what <laughs> Connor McDavid is doing these days. Right, Adrian? <laughs> Only the experts. Lindsay, they're not built like us. Right? <laughs> it's different levels, you know, Lindsay. Built we're different. built different. Exactly. Built different here on the Playmakers. Well, we're very happy to have you in here, Dominic, for today. Uh, and Adrian, I suppose we'll we'll have to discuss your long term future at least through next week. I'm I'm day to day myself. I, everybody technically is, but we're here to bring you through the the wild wor- world of sports and other things, mostly the other things. Uh, today we're gonna be talking a lot of hockey, mostly because Dominic's in here. We want to make yep. sure that he is used in his best manner possible. But I actually was watching some NBA action last night. We'll get into the Wolves Grizzlies game last night. We're gonna talk to Scott Gulbranson as we do on Fridays to preview the Raiders Bengals matchup tomorrow, Wild Card Weekend, first ever playoff weekend here in Las Vegas. Even for those born and raised here, Dominic, mm-hmm. blast from the past because we got to learn things. Footies of footballs, tr- NHL trade market linchpins. You know, usually we got to wait for the first domino to fall for everyone else to figure out their plan. So who are those dominoes? We're going to have to call them and see if they deliver our pizzas with machines or with people. (laughs) I hope it's with people because we can't lose any more jobs. 
especially if we got to go through all the fake Coachella lineups that literally give me life. It's one of my favorite things that the internet does every year when Coachella happens. I'm not a huge fan of the festival. I have no intention to go, but at least it spurns this particular corner of creativity. And so we're going to try to create our own a little bit here with our can opener segment that we always lead our show with. NHL All-Star rosters. I don't know if you heard this, Dominic and Adrian, but we're hosting the All-Star game here in Las Vegas. February 5th. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're good, you. You're good at that reading thing. And uh, the All-Star rosters were just released in the last couple days. I think it was yesterday, technically, but we needed time to process and really let it sink in. And so we're going to kind of go through some of the names associated, what we're thinking. If it's not them, then who? And just see where the conversation flows and goes and shows. Right? Absolutely, 100%. Dominic, you said you were the hockey expert. Hockey expert. I'm I'm trying to give you the floor. Hey, I appreciate it, but I mean, I'm not really the expert expert. On ACHA, yeah. You're going to get an an ISO right now. We'll do do some Run and Rebel uh, hockey talk later on, but let's start with with our very own Pacific Division since we are the hosts. That's our division as well. Leon Dreisaitl from Edmonton, his third all-star appearance. Jordan Everly will be representing the Seattle Kraken. Johnny Gaudreau for the Calgary Flames. Remember, every team will have a representative in the NHL All-Star game. Adrian Kempe uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. That's his first ever All-Star appearance. Uh, Someone called Connor McDavid making his fifth appearance for Edmonton in the forward position. Also serving as the captain of uh, the fan-elected captain of said squad. Timo Meyer, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo. John Gibson, Thatcher Demko for the two netminders. Do you have a problem with any of these names, Dominic? Um, only really Adrian Kempe because he's kind of looking at his stats this year. It's not really screaming all-star level. Well, and he's the only. Well, he's not the only person that's on here for the first time. But it's usually we associate the Kings. You're like, oh, Drew Doughty, yeah. Kopitar, maybe even Dustin Brown. But mm-hmm. everybody's dealing with different injuries. Maybe uh, Philip Deneau is eating a, uh, up a few more minutes than we previously had thought. Yeah, and it's just really like. It mostly comes down to, like, the representative from each team. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have it. And Adrian Kempe, he's not terrible, but it, like I said, the numbers don't really scream all-star numbers, in my opinion. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, Connor McDavid, that's a solid inclusion for you. I'm, yeah. I'm pumped for Thatcher Demko. I'm glad that mm-hmm. he's getting the nod, and, and he's played unbelievable. And a f- month month and a half ago, I'm sure a few people were like, who are we going to send from Vancouver other than uh, Thatcher Demko? Yeah. But for him to – usher them through that obviously very tough period and finally getting some decent play in front of him. Uh, probably very few people more excited to have Bruce Boudreaux on the bench mm-hmm. than Thatcher Demko. So I'm pumped to see him and all this athleticism and the number 35 in that Nets because 3v3, which is the format that the NHL plays their all-star game in, like their overtime periods, lots of scoring. Not the mm-hmm. most fun of times for those of us that like to stand in the crease. And so... There's somebody that is acrobatic as a save maker. That is 100% Thatcher Demko. But somebody that's doing it at a probably better rate than anybody this season, Dominic, is Freddie Anderson. And he's one of the goaltending representatives for the Metropolitan Division. Uh, obviously spent a lot of years in Toronto, but he is playing for Carolina. This is his second all-star appearance. He's going to be partners with Tristan Jari, who's had a resurgent year uh, in the crease for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Very much the sole reason they are where they are, considering how much injury and COVID problems they've had to go through. But 
terms of what we're going to see in the Metro, we got Sebastian Ajo from Carolina. They got plenty of people to choose from on that roster. Mm-hmm. Claude Giroux from Philadelphia. Not a lot of people playing good hockey there. We did a whole film breakdown before we started the show today. Jack Hughes, New Jersey Devils, makes his debut as an all-star. Very excited for him, and and he's uh, started to take some strides as of late. Chris Kreider for the New York Rangers. We just saw him light us up for at least uh, uh, two goals the other night. He'll probably be tipping some pucks, but that's really not what you usually do on the offensive set (laughs) when it's a 3v3 overtime. Alexander Ovechkin probably taking one-timers from the office. Same place. He's done it eight times. He'll be serving as the captain there. Adam Fox, who you thought was uh, BS to be winning the Norris last year, <laughs> his first all-star appearance. Who who wins a Norris before they make their all-star appearance? Well, Adam Fox does. Uh, Adam Pellet, New York Islanders. Zach uh, Warinsky from the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then, as we've talked about, the two netminders. Any problems so far? Uh, we talked a lot about this before the show. Adam mm-hmm. Pellick, I don't know. The Who only... are they going to send from the Islanders, though? Maybe Barzell, but I mean. He's got we... owies, right? Yeah, he's, he's had, had injuries. Uh, he a did. Bad team this year, too. He did go missing in like late December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that was all over Twitter, and that was kind of a bit of a meme. Um, are but... you surprised at how far they've dropped off? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty. They've always been like a pretty solid team, uh, especially in, as of late. But like, they just haven't really had it. But well, it's kind of disappointing. They were on the road for basically what thirteen games because they were finishing up their new arena, yeah. and then they don't get off to a good start in the arena too. And it's like, I, I don't think this team is as bad as it as the record indicates. But when you play hockey in a style where it's two to one games every night, mm-hmm. this is what can happen. Just depending on what the algorithm spits out, which was a weird schedule. And then all of a sudden some losses start getting strung together and you have to start changing up lines, making moves. COVID happens. I mean, is there a team that's running worse after the break than the Philadelphia Flyers? Oh my. Like you got to look at all these different points in which like, teams have to take pauses were they riding high momentum or were they kind of skidding because sometimes mm-hmm. when you're skidding and you go into a break and then you're able to kind of oh it's a reset sometimes it's more of the same yeah it seems like it's that with philly uh and seems like it's that with uh with the new york islanders i i think they've dug themselves a hole that they probably won't be able to get out of and it's really disappointing because they were one nothing loss in game seven in overtime mm-hmm. last year from the stanley cup final very unfortunate. Adrian, I feel like we're not including you in, like, I have expertise. Questions. Expertise. <laughs> well, okay, so ask a question, then I want you to read the read our, our represent, representatives here from the Atlantic Division. Too. And, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I'm but ready. ask your question first. Ask your question first. Are we a fan of the very MLB All-Star game attitude of, like, everyone needs a representative? No. Because, no. like, I, I'm, I never, like, the Detroit Tigers dude in the bullpen the closer that gets to show up to this game, which right. is a cool moment for him and his family. Sure. But, like, you're the one who doesn't belong. Yeah. Sure. we got to keep everybody invested. You want to have all fan bases represented. And ultimately, I'm pretty sure that's a, it's a uh, salary-sharing league or a or revenue-sharing mm-hmm. league. So, therefore, there's just different rules yeah. that we have to have. Yeah. And ultimately, too, then we could just say, well, why doesn't Colorado have, like, six people on the roster? I don't want to watch Colorado Light play. Like, I want to see other people, <laughs> But even too. in baseball, that happens, though, because the fan yeah. voting, and you'll have right. 50 Yankees. Now, when you said you want me to read these names, are we talking about the last men choices in the Atlantic Division? No, I'm talking or... about the uh, the all-stars that have been selected by the, the ones that by have the, already yeah, been that, selected. Not, not the, but if... Do you have the last? Uh, the, the I have other everything. Form? What do you oh, need, do you, Lindsay? Lindsay? I want the Atlantic Division names. It's the playmakers. What, what do you mean? This do, is true. Do, do I have it? <laughs> this, this um, coming in at forward uh, for Ottawa, of course, everyone knows this. Drake <laughs> Batherson. Yeah, um, Drake Batherson. Batherson. Oh, man, Bathy. 
uh, for the Boston Bruins. Patrice, I feel like you guys are picking on me. No. I don't get the joke around here. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, mm-hmm. um, of course. What are you, your thoughts on Patrice? I mean, I think Boston in, in general, like the Bruins, it's just like get over yourselves. <laughs> The hottest of takes. You're so correct. Yeah, just get over yourself. You're so correct. Like, I'm over them, but I'm excited for the Florida Panthers, a team who everyone last year thought was a fluke, but this season, and we need to talk about them with the trade deadline because I feel like their GM is ready to make some moves. Mm. But in terms of this all-star game, you got to give it up. One of the best players in the league, Dominic, am I right? Jonathan Huberdo. Boobs. Uh, sort Boobs. of. You got, you got the right. name. You got the name. All right. He's, he's, he, him and Kodak Black make Florida Panthers games <laughs> must see. Absolutely must see. My uh, God. Unfortunately, as a Clevelander, I really don't ever want to go to Detroit again, but we'll do it for this right now. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Dylan Larkin. Yeah. Um, whatever. And Mr. Then nice Guy. One of, yeah. one of the faces of the league. A guy who I know very well. I actually follow him on Instagram. Mm. Uh, Austin with an O. Austin Matthews. Toronto Maple Leafs. They were just in town. He had a really good game against the Knights a couple yeah, days scored. ago. Mm-hmm. Can't believe. You he know. scored 15 seconds into the game with the Arizona Coyotes, and then they ended yeah. up losing. But, you know, I at mean, least who, he's got who, to score in front of the hometown crowd. And yeah. he doesn't score against the Those Coyotes. The That's that really a matter whole, down the stretch, let you, me tell you. You want to talk about cans. We'll talk about the Coyotes later. Should they even be a team? God, you love cans. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Nick Suzuki. No mm. relation um, to Ichiro over there in Montreal. Mm. Congratulations to him. I believe this isn't the first time he's been in the All-Star game, correct? Uh, this is his first time. Yeah. This uh, is his first time. And uh, we're very familiar with Nick Suzuki here because he's are. actually a, a Golden Knights draft pick. We traded him for Max Pacioretty. I think we both got a pretty good end of the deal considering yeah. when Max is in there. He's nothing but money in, in the goal scoring department. And Nick Suzuki has as bright of a future as, as I've seen in the league. And so it's just... Montreal, can you foster an environment that allows him to develop? I mean, I tell you, I say I mean, the same thing. He's in an all-star game, so so far yeah. so good. Just the record, not so good. No, Let's go so to good. Buffalo where they got a big game versus no. the Patriots, but we're talking hockey Ooh. right now. Mm. Ramses Dalan. Shout yep. out to him. Ra- yep, that, there's <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Ra- Rasmus Dalin. Yep. Dalin, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. My, it's okay. My he, son's not feeling well. I'm nervous thinking about it. He did have to get stitches this week. So yeah, stitches. Discombobulation will chalk yeah. it up. I'm wearing too. a sweater. Um, anything we want to say with uh, with Ramses? Uh, no, well, we'll we'll let him do what he does, which we'll is stay at home defenseman and, and make sure that at least someone knows how to play some good hockey in Buffalo, at least until yeah. uh, Peyton Krabs and Alex Tuck get back, back up to speed. You know where they know how to play good hockey? In how? Tampa, which leads us to Victor Hedman. Yeah. Listen, oh you want to talk about undisputed top 15 player in the league, right? I would even say, like, top 10. There like, it is. Victor Hedman is unreal. Do you remember when Nick Waugh literally undressed him? Yeah. Like, literally just deked him out of his skates a couple of weeks ago, Adrian. It was unbelievable. And he's won Norris's. This is only his third all-star appearance, basically because he's been on the team with Steven Stamkos and mm-hmm. Vasilevsky and all their other all-stars. So, so if you only get one person to go, yeah. he doesn't always get to go. But He's kind of like the Dennis Rodman of the 96 Bulls. Kind of like he's like solid, really good, but like doesn't really so get a lot good. of recognition. He's and so and speaking of Vasilevsky, yeah. um, <laughs> I love jet skis. Uh, Andre. <laughs> Andre for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Congratulations to him very surprising um for tampa only to have two people and i think a lot of controversy 
um, for this last one, rounding up the Atlantic Division. Uh, Jack Campbell makes the squad. I'm not, it's not controversial to me. Yeah, He's I played mean, really well this year. Even dating back to last year, he had yeah. that, what, 11-game win streak, Yeah, when Mitch I believe, was, set the was record. proving that he could count past number five really, yeah. really demonstrably. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. And we just saw Jack Campbell, and they obviously won the game the other night. But a, a, a goalie that is very unconventional – finds ways to make saves and mm-hmm. when you are just one of those fluid players it's almost more fun watching goalies like that uh than those that are super technically gifted but i'll watch andre vasilevsky play any day anytime yeah any so, day anytime I'll, i'm gonna give you a break on the central division uh, andre Adrian, because I just, yeah for sure i'm feeling very insecure in my place as an expert so i need to reestablish my confidence Let's levels here establish dominance yeah, i need Go to make it. sure let me uh let me make sure to demoralize you here kyle connor from the winnipeg jets is gonna be representing them in the central division his first all-star appearance which i'm glad he's going because mm-hmm. he literally is one of the most underrated players in the nhl like, I people said that, say the same thing about alexander barkov I'm like, I don't consider him underrated. We just, most of the national media types don't like to talk about. But Kyle Connor, if you watch, he's the one getting the game winners. Mm -hmm. It's not Shifley. It's not Wheeler when he's healthy. It's Kyle freaking Connor. Uh, Alex DeBrincat from Chicago. Kind of surprised that it's not Flurry. Yeah. We had UC Soros and Cam Talbot that are going to be representing the Netminers just to kind of quick in this conversation. Kirill Kaprizov making his first all-star appearance for the Minnesota Wild. Huge freaking deal. He's very excited. Considers it a huge honor. Clayton Keller for the Arizona Coyotes because someone has to go. Jordan Carew for the St. Louis Blues. First ever all-star appearance. He's been unreal. Yeah. The vision on that kid and the hands. Very, very good laterally in in small areas. Mm-hmm. And so for, for a team that's built on size and and bowling you over, he's a nice little change up and, and can clean up in those uh, broken, chaotic plays. And there's a few of those happening, especially in the games that you and I watch against yeah. the St. Louis Blues and the Vegas Golden Knights. Nathan McKinnon's going, and he's not taking any fruit snacks with him. He's making his fourth all-star appearance and will be captaining the Central Division. Joe Pavelski, we're very familiar. Too many goals in front of that net. Him and Kreider can share notes. Kale McCarr, who is probably the best defenseman to ever play. You just have to keep watching him. <laughs> uh, first ever all-star appearance for him, mostly because he's just been injured for, for most of his career, at least stretches of it. And as I mentioned, those two netminders, UC Soros and Cam Talbot. Now, there are people that you can vote in. There are fan votes you can cast. The last men. Yes, the say. last men. You can you can basically decide. What, who's, who are the names we got on here? Barkoff, Lucas Raymond, Steven Stamkos, Jesper Bratt, Jake Gensel, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Roman Yossi, Nazem Kadri, uh, JT Miller, Troy Terry, how he's not an all-star representative right now is beyond me. Unreal. Uh, all of those names you can vote based off of what division that they play in to be the last man into the all-star. How do we do that, guys? Do you guys have that in front of you while I'm looking through my papers to find that as well? Well, first off, one of the biggest snubs, uh, Trevor Zegras, like – yeah. His highlight Zegers? this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I love Zegers. He yeah. led, his highlight was leading SportsCenter. Uh, to get your vote, you can go to NHL.com, or you can tweet your player's name and at Thank you. NHL. I lost the front page to this particular point of the show, but that's all right. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Who were you just talking about? Zegers. <laughs> Zegers. He's ushering in a creative bubble. Like, literally, yeah. that, that pass behind the net while John Tortorella is not a fan. No, um, he... It is what that it is. net pass turned to assist? But the fact that he did it, let me tell you about how many light bulbs that put on in so many people's heads. Because a few nights later, all of a sudden, the Golden Knights are now experimenting with, we're going to 
uh, intentionally ice the puck because we have the wheels to beat you out and negate the icing, and mm-hmm. we're going to try that. And once enough people start thinking outside the box, then all of a sudden this is a completely different game that I played that you didn't play, Adrian, even though you were an expert that Dominic has played. Like, <laughs> this is such a, a cool little edge that we're standing on, and it's because of – the Trevor's egress is like, he's not the only one that's thinking this way. This is what like the ADP model uh, that, that USA hockey has really brought in to help foster. Is it sort of like Like Austin Matthews is like in three V three small area game settings where they're trying to develop highly skilled players that can make things happen in small areas and, and can improvise and roll off. And it's not so much structure. And so with that, this game is about to change. Is it kind of like quarterback, quarterbacks throwing like different arm angles yeah. like Pat Mahomes? 100%. Basically? 100%. Because not, not only are people looking for the next Patrick Mahomes, but here's the thing. You can't find another one. But you can find people that are willing to throw a sidearm, that are willing to maybe make this decision in, in, at this certain point. That's really where a lot of sports are going. But hockey has one of the biggest ceilings in terms of potential of really taking a step in the public consciousness. And so – inclusion of the Zegerses of the Troy Terry's is just as important as the Connor McDavid sometimes mm-hmm. because Connor McDavid, there's really no person that doesn't know who that is unless you're Adrian two days ago. Yeah. But here's the thing, like Whoa. Connor McDavid gets up in the press conference yesterday and talks about Evander Kane, about the potential of him signing with the Oilers saying, well, I don't, we don't really care what the media says or what the fans say. They're just gonna have to get over it. We could probably think of something better to say, Connor. Yeah. That's not the most best representative thing you can say in this game. That's not to to judge anyone for what they've done or however. It's just there's so many opportunities where the NHL can do better and put better out there. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it's about hockey talent and sometimes it's just about personality. Yeah. Either way, we're very excited to host said All-Star Game again February 5th at T-Mobile Arena. First segment down, still feeling good? Yeah. No swear words yet. We'll see if that continues on the other side of the break. Wolves-Grizzlies talk, the bet, 1140. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I gotta stay. Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. 
Loving the vibe. I'm loving it a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk Grizzlies. We got to go to 3-6 Mafia. That's what we to have to do. Those are Academy Award winners right there, Adrian. We got to put some respect on yeah. that name. They already got it. They don't need my help. But the Wolves need a little bit more help. They weren't quite up to the task to stop the hottest team in the NBA. As Adrian mentioned, the Grizzlies are about as good as it gets these days. This is the Playmakers, by the way. Uh, Lindsey Brown is my voice and my name. Over across from me is Dominic Lavoie and across the glass, Adrian Hernandez. And the Wolves have taken some strides for a multitude of reasons. Anthony Edwards, for one, a number one overall pick a couple years ago, is just a different personality than Carl Anthony Towns. And with that, is is taking bigger strides up the escalator than than we had anticipated. I talked last night on MGM tonight with Trista Crick, and uh, all of her co-hosts about Patrick Beverly and his role as a role player and what I think he's done to kind of basically take care of all the noise around the game so that the team can focus on what's going on on the floor. Because the Wolves, and leadership, too. Yeah, because the Wolves aren't the best-led franchise of all time. But the Grizzlies, they are doing something special. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with John Morant, who was playing tired last night, you can tell, but is really doing, in a way, what we were talking about a few minutes ago, what Trevor Zegers is doing in the NHL, is that Jaw is one of those guys that's captured the imagination of people, casual fans like myself or, or Dominic, but also people that know the game a lot more uh, inside basketball, like Adrian and, and Trista. What did you? What do you think about Jaw and just like the the Grizzlies, Adrian? Well, first off, like salute to them. Uh, going into the season, a lot of Grizzlies fans felt that they didn't get any respect. They were like, yo, we beat the Warriors at their place to get into the playoffs. Um, Ja's been incredible. The team's won 21 out of their past 25 games, 11 in a row, like you just said. And Super deep. Yeah, and they've beat all the contenders, the Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets, the Warriors, the Lakers twice, the Cavs, the Clippers at home on the road. It doesn't matter. Uh, ja just got player of the week again, averaging 25 points this week. 6.8 assists, 6.3 rebounds for game. Uh, it, it's absolutely incredible. And the cool thing is that, you know, as LeBron's in year 18 and Steph and, and Russell Westbrook, you, you start to notice. Maybe. Yeah, you start to notice that, like, no, they're not retiring next year, but they're they're in their 10 to 15 years in the league. Mm-hmm. Ja and LaMelo Ball are really standing out as this next generation. And they're connecting with fans up. Uh, Last weekend, last Sunday night, the block, uh, one of the greatest blocks in NBA history, that on Instagram, on just the NBA's page alone, had over 13 million views. So with this younger generation, it's crazy, 13 million. That's huge. It was exactly like the Zegers thing. where, mm-hmm. And the NBA is used to numbers like that. The NHL, yeah. certainly yeah. not. That's why it was yeah. such a big deal. But like you said, it's about the tr- turning of the page because there is life after LeBron. There is life after Anthony Davis as it is for, for Jokic and everyone, all of your big Steph Curry, all of that. And there's so much young, exciting talent in this league. And so you mentioned LaMelo. We've talked about Anthony Edwards uh, and, and, and about Ja. And the crunch time, like like he's showing and the, up, and the outreach too, because it's it's about the performance on the floor that makes you that that gets everybody's attention. But in terms of what endears you to people, is is kind of like what went down between John ja a fan earlier. Was it this week? Yes, he's wearing a Warriors, the Warriors jersey. Where the kid wanted a high five, but right. he had a Warriors jersey and on. Granted, there's in a Memphis. lot of basketball fans that are that are people that weren't basketball fans because of Steph Curry that go to games. It's kind of like well, whenever Kobe showed up, everybody showed up in their Lakers jerseys. It's just like kind of one of those things. 
But Ja, I'm not giving you a high five, right? I'm not putting the respect on that hand that's not wearing my sweater. Yeah, I think the quote, he said it was disrespectful for the kid to wear a Steph jersey uh, and to give him a high five after his last three that he made. Uh, ja said he has no mercy for him. And that, he wants to give him a Morant jersey, and he hopes he okay. comes back to a game with that jersey on. Right. You can you can have a full spectrum experience here. I'm not giving you any mercy with this. And he's 100% right, because if you think about it, hey, kid. Oh, kid, why would he question himself? But you're just like, jersey that I'm not wearing of team you just beat. High five. You're like, no, that's not how this works. But he makes it and he turns it on itself. And he brings somebody closer into the fold. I don't want you to just show up to the game. I'm happy that you did, even though it's disrespectful to me. But I still like you. I still want you to come back. And I want you wearing my colors. Yeah, because, just wear our stuff. Because on, I appreciate man. you and probably your your candor to be able to like, yep, yeah, high five. No thoughts. <laughs> Because it's just, it's, he's fun to watch, even when he was tired down the stretch. Even when John Conchar, who I could not pick out of any lineup whatsoever made up of two people, was who was probably the best player for the Grizzlies last night. It's all about jaw. All eyes are on jaw in terms of the performance and the spirit that he brings to the game. And those players are so, so, so special. In many ways, it's hard not to start making comparisons or at least seeing similar bone structures. Ja Morant was the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. Who was the number one overall pick in that same draft? Wasn't it um, someone who is not successful and not probably yet. not Zion even on the Williamson. court? Yeah. You know what happened in 2000 and was it seven draft? 2007 seven or six. Draft? Seven. Well, I thought in 2007 that Texas went like deeper into the into the tournament. They sweet 16, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Then that's where Kevin Durant was. He, who, and who was, was also one? chosen number two overall. Number one overall was Greg Oden. Yeah. Who so, had foot problems because he was just a bigger dude running up and down the floor, and his body, his frame couldn't hold up itself anymore. And so it's hard not to start seeing parallels, and it's not to to, to poop on Zion or on Greg, who we've had on the show. I have a hockey stick signed by him in by our office. Um, it, it, it's about Ja and it's about Kevin because they're the ones that are bringing that that uh, promise forth, whether it's on under their power or not. You know, sometimes it's just the way things work out. And also, to Jaws' credit, like, his personality, like, even with the kid situation we just explained, like, that is so incredibly dope, not only for that kid, Mm -hmm. but just, like, a a person that's not a fan of basketball hearing that story. Yeah. It's incredible. And can we we transition into what the Grizzlies then did to follow up with what Jaws said? So they tweeted out, New Year, New Jersey's, Tomorrow at 5 p.m., kids 12 and under can exchange any old opposing player NBA jersey for a new John Morant or Jared Jackson Jr. replica jersey. And fans showed up. There was a kid who showed up with his Zion Williamson jersey. (laughs) And the news news outlets were there. Mm -hmm. And they interviewed the kid. And the kid's like, Zion sucks. Go Grizzlies. <laughs> well, the uniforms, it's not even a close comparison either. Those Pelicans uniforms are so, yeah. so bad. But and the minute anybody mentions Ja Morant to me, the thing that pops into my head is that picture with his daughter when he yeah. won the Rookie of the Year. And it's one of the cutest pictures I've ever seen in my life. And it just seems like he's a a, a guy with a, with the head on a good shoulders. And his relationship with his father and how yep. his father's always like it, it's family. It's very yep. Steph Curry. And we don't family. know these people personally, yeah. but he just seems like a good dude. And he seems like a great ambassador to the game. And so there we need to highlight those more than anything in this world, especially in the world of sports. We're going to 
tighten up this segment just a little bit because I want to give some space for Scott Goldbrands and Debris yes. because Raiders, Bengals, there's just too much to preview. Playoffs? Playoffs? 11.40, the bet. You found the Playmakers. Only on 11.40, the bet. Las Vegas. Wildcard weekend is upon us, people. And boy, do I have an opportunity for you to test out, try out, Either way, it's called Giving Props. It's a free-to-play contest on BetQL.com. And every round of the playoffs, they're posting 10 props. Like for Wild Card Weekend, they got Tom Brady over-unders at 294 passing yards. Maybe you're going to look at the game tomorrow between the Raiders and the Bengals. Joe Mixon over-under 91.5 rushing yards. We're going to talk to Scott Goldbranson here in just a couple minutes once I finish this read. But you can make these prop picks. And you can win two grand in a weekly winning drawing you just got to make those picks after you sign up and create an account at betql.com plus just by signing up you're entered in to win a random grand prize drawing for ten thousand dollars i'll take care of at least one third of somebody's student debt so you can get started today at betql.com slash props that's betql.com slash props joining us on the hottest of betql hotlines is the host of silver and black today game day on our sister station 98.5 hd2 the fan here so excited to be here in las vegas also the founder of vegas sports today.com in cincinnati to preview raiders bengals scott galbrands and scotty how are you my friend oh i'm good it is loud we are downtown here in cincinnati the raider nation is in force uh, maybe not as many because I guess they want to have the warm weather, Lindsay, but we're here and we're getting ready for tomorrow's game. Uh, the atmosphere is electric, to say the least. Yeah, winter escape doesn't mean as much when we're leaving the Las Vegas area and going to Ohio, but Derek Carr has been waiting for this moment basically his entire life. Hard not to believe right now that this team is behind him, the city's behind him, but these moments are big and elusive. How does this team put him in the best position to find his best self and be decisive and be in the cleats that he's in tomorrow morning? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you, you look at this team and the resiliency they've shown. You look at Derek Carr, and, and you know, I wrote about it today on sportsnot.com. That, listen, he's not had a great record in, in cold weather, but I'll tell you what. You look at what's happened with this team. This team has been just amazing and overcome everything that's been thrown at them. So how can you count them out? Yes, they're five-point underdogs, according to the books there in Las Vegas. But at the same time, look, everything is off off the table at this point because Derek Carr, yeah, he's not putting up the biggest numbers, but what he is doing is he's winning ball games. And to me, that's the most important thing is the W. You can pass for 500 yards, great for Joe Burrow, and that's great for the Bengals. And everybody here is so confident that the Bengals are going to win because of Joe Burrow's little run here at the end of the season. But at the end of the day, the stat that matters most is the W. And so the Raiders, the fans here in Cincinnati who are come, come out from all over the Raider Nation, all over the country, and including from Las Vegas, they're excited. They're ready for this game. And I think it's going to be a close one. Well, and a lot of those wins, while they've been ugly in nature, a lot of them can be chalked up to the diversification of that offense for the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh Jacobs. What about his stride has changed from earlier in the year to now? And what is he displaying just in terms of how he's getting these extra yards? Yeah, no, Lindsay, I think it's a great point. I think, listen, the bottom line is the last three weeks, Josh Jacobs has come along. He's gotten healthy. He's gotten everything that you expected from Josh Jacobs and you remember from his rookie year. Uh, it seems to be evident the last three weeks here for the Raiders. 
And listen, he's an important part of this. He's got to, he's got to be able to run the ball effectively against the Bengals. And so if he does that, the, the, bank, the Raiders have an opportunity to win this game, and I think that there's an opportunity here for him to really set the course for this team in this playoffs because, you know what, if they can get past the Bengals and start to move down the line and gain even more confidence, it's good. But I'll tell you what, it's all about him being healthy, right? If he's healthy, and that's what I think we're seeing here, is that you've had a player who's been banged up, and that's been part of his issue. But at the same time, um, he's really shown up. He's really shown out. And for the Raiders, that is a big deal because if they can't pass the ball down the field, uh, they got to be able to run it. And against this Bengals team, they're going to have to establish that run, and they're going to have to do that uh, to balance out their offense. Uh, what's up, Scott, man? This is Adrian, uh, producer here. And I have a question for you when it comes to Cincinnati and our uh, defensive line here with the Raiders. Uh, obviously, versus the Chargers, that was a huge thing, and just the pressure that they had to put on Herbert. Now, with the Bengals, uh, one of the worst offensive lines in the league, Joe Burrow, one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league now. Max Crosby is going to play in a defensive line, is a little banged up. How do you feel like they're going to do in this game versus the Bengals on Saturday? Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, look, the, the, the Raiders defensive line, the Bengals defensive line, these teams have all really progressed, and you have to look at the Bengals. The Bengals are coming in hot, and as are the Raiders on defense, and so I think you're going to have to look at this offense and look at the Raiders' offense and say, listen, you've got to come out, you've got to show out, you've got to be able to uh, perform at a level, and and, 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 and I think they will. I really do. I think you look at these, this matchup, and, and the thing that strikes me the most, guys, is the fact that this Raiders offense, this Raiders defense, and the Bengals complementary-wise, they, they match up well against the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, if you look at that earlier game in the season when the Bengals came out to Las Vegas, it was a very close game. It only got away from the Raiders late in the game. And I think that that defense on the Raiders' side has gotten so much better as has the Bengals on the offense. So I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be one where you're going to see everybody uh, really batting down the hatches. And, but you got to like the Raiders' chance in this because you know what, guys? No matter what's happened with this team, no matter losing their head coach, no matter what's going on with them, they've been able to pull it together, find the strength within one another, and go out there and win football games. Well, and I think Alec Ingold said it himself best in that uh, that letter that he wrote to the Review Journal to all of the fans here in Las Vegas last week is just they kept showing up. It's not like this huge thing where you kind of decide we're going to move on from all this adversity. And that's why it's not surprising to see that Josh Jacobs is starting to get free a little bit. It's not surprising to see that the Raiders defense is able to stop a few more runs than they were earlier in the season. And so when it comes to Joe Mixon, who has kind of been relegated as a as a secondary option, the Raiders are able to shut down Joe Burrow, or at least cause the Bengals to start deviating. How do you get Joe Mixon into the ground, or at least what's the best way to do it? Is it hitting him high and early, or is it maybe going for shoestrings? What's the best way to get him down to the ground? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I have to, you look at the, the Raiders' defensive line and what they've been able to do over the last few weeks. I, I think they're up to the task, but I think the key here, Lindsay, I'm going to throw a little bit of curveball at you, and I know okay. you can hit it. Ready? is that this team, they need to keep the Bengals' offense off the field, mm. right? And I think that that has, starts with exactly what we were talking about earlier, with the Raiders on offense being able to sustain long drives, have Josh Jacobs run the ball, pass the ball, have Darren Waller, who, of course, was getting some rust off last week, really do well this, this, this game against the Bengals and be able to keep that offense on the field. Look, Joe Mixon's going to get his, but the, 
but the Bengals have really switched from the last time they faced one another, guys. The Bengals have switched. They've gone much more pass-heavy yeah. and less to the run. If you look at Joe Mixon's stats, the first half of the season, the back half of the season, it's been opposite. So he is somebody you've got to count for. He's going to be somebody you're going to have to key on and make sure you shut down early. But the way to stop this Bengals offense is to keep it off the field. And I think the Raiders' defense, frankly, is up to the task. A tale of two Joes in terms of the season for the Bengals. You're absolutely correct. And I suppose it's about Derek Carr making sure that he's not getting the yips and throwing that ball into the dirt in case the pocket starts collapsing a little bit. You just got to stay calm in, in, in that chaos. And that's something that the, the Chargers receivers weren't really able to do. I thought the secondary played super well. I know you said it's all about the Raiders offense and their ability to, to keep their defense off the field. But if Joe Burrow is starting to pass uh, – that blanket defense and, and the, the balls that were hit in the hands of the Chargers receivers, is that something that they could do this week too? Scott, you there, buddy? Oh, boy. I think my question was so in-depth that it just threw him through the loop. I think. That he had to hang up. I think the playoff excitement in Cincinnati is crazy. Oh, hell yeah, it is. You can't even hear anything in there. Yeah. Not a damn thing. Scott over here mixing parties and, and work. Hey, I like hey, it. hey, you got to get it like uh, you get it. Environments, you have, to, you have to rise above them, and that's exactly what the Raiders have done all season. It's exactly what they'll do uh, hopefully tomorrow in an outdoor weather game. As Scott noted, Derek Carr has not had the best of histories with outdoor cold weather games, but – There is a time for everything to change, including to the next segment. On the other side, blast from the past, The Bet, 1140. You found the Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. And we are blasting off into the past. Sometimes I read from my book of world records from 2001, and other days we actually have things that have happened in history. Today, in 1784, the Treaty of Paris was signed. Well, technically it was the second Treaty of Paris, Adrian. Technically, it was the second. It wasn't January, the first. I knew you were on top of it, uh, but if you forgot from history, Treaty of Paris, the second one, that was uh, Continental Congress ratifies that it ends the war for our independence as you obviously remember the french were very helpful to the colonies in their quest for independence from the british because the french and the british do not get along right dominic yeah correct and so in the effort to basically hedge their bets they wanted to support our side and the fighting was obviously pretty gnarly. We all know the stories. We've seen the paintings. Washington's teeth, we don't know if they're real or not, but they have been I've brought seen, on to Pawn Stars, and the best we can do is $150, right? National Treasure, I've seen that movie too. Correct, correct. The bit. Resolution Desk, right? Well, it's Resolute, but Resolution is where we're going with our theme today because, as I said, the second signing or the second Treaty of Paris ending the American Revolution, very big deal. Uh, There's a lot to break down here. There is a lot to break down. A lot of dynamics. Louisiana purchase money. uh, This is the concept that we say, hey, that guy says he owns all this land and that he'll give us a million dollars for it. Okay. Just let it fly. (laughs) Nobody can forget about the LP. But real quick. LP. Good old LP. Yeah, the LP. Dominic, real quick. um, Let's start from the beginning of this segment. Uh, Did you know what that music was? Like where it came from? Oh, that's Jimmy Neutron. 
Okay. I grew up on that stuff. Because I told you. Oh, so you watched it too. No, I used to love Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron kicked ass. The movie too. Sheen or Carl, your favorite friend. Um, Carl. I I like croissants and he liked croissants. So Mm. (laughs) wasn't Carl like super into Jimmy's mom? Yeah, that's a flagrant. Jimmy's mom. That's a flagrant. Yeah. That's a red card. As the guy who was bringing up donks on wait, the show wait. earlier this week. Yes, okay. spend time I want, in the box Sheen is that. where I would go for my, because he just seems like he'd have more randomness to him. Carl, yeah. I, we'd have to make a lot of medical stops, and I'm willing to do it, but we got places to go. That's fair. You know, I, I just that's think just he's me. funny. Yeah. Like, Sheen, funny. croissants are amazing. Croissants so. are great. They're amazing. Uh, a little overrated. Mm. Wow. Shots uh, fired. It's a French in me saying that. Oh, wow. I guess so. <laughs> oh, cheese. I'm not croissant. Yeah, you remember she, that Mad TV? She, she, yes. Yes. Do you know what Mad TV is? I knew like the second iteration on Cartoon Network, oh. but I used to get like the magazines at the airport whenever I'd travel and kind of read through those. If that counts, you were just reading magazines in airports yeah, they as had, a child. Yeah, I told you before the show too. I used to watch the Weather Channel when I was like ten for fun. So, well, oh, jeez, on that croissant, <laughs> God. I'm so proud that you knew Jimmy Neutron. That at least give, gives me some hope in, and in the TV. next generation. And Matt yeah. TV. See? And Time is flat. Croissants? It's a circle. Nothing exists truly. We just make it all up from here. And we got a whole other hour to make up. The other side, the bet, 1140. Or 1140, the bet. Either way. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.